This is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast. This Doom Travelers podcast is brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast, your destination for magic news, strategy, and entertainment. And by Cast Haven, where you can build your magic collection like a pro. Visit casthaven.com for more information. All right, welcome to another episode of Doomed Travelers podcast, where we talk about magic, and at least one of us is going to be playing Destiny this week. Uh, I'm your host, Rich Stein, joined by Dave McCoy and Brendan McNamara. Unfortunately, Matt Jones cannot be here with us tonight because his bike uh, is locked up with some other bikes uh, outside of a bar somewhere in Brooklyn. Uh, so Matt will be uh, unable to join us, but he wanted us to express to everyone how excited he is to go to Grand Prix Las Vegas this week, and that may or may not be legitimate excitement. So, <laughs> so let's start with that. Uh, Grand Prix Las Vegas, it's in a few days. By the time uh, folks at home are listening to this, it will only be uh, three days away. Modern Masters weekend, starting in Japan, going to the Netherlands, and then uh here uh to las vegas where there will be i believe almost seven thousand players uh dave you excited for vegas i am excited for vegas i'm excited to board a jet blue flight in J- jfk and sit in the same row as matt jones hunter slayton sam werbelowski and kadar brock and we're going to uh Probably just suffer through a five-hour flight and then show up at Vegas at like 11.30 at night and go to bed. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's going to be an exciting Thursday. But uh, Friday, the rest of the weekend is going to be a lot of fun. I uh, We had a great time during the first Grand Prix of Vegas. I can't imagine this one will be any worse. Um, you know, Vegas is not the best city in the world, but it's a great time, a great place to go when you have want to have a good weekend. So. Yeah, I've never been, so uh, uh, hopefully one day I'll get there. It's hot uh, Bre- and it's bright. Yeah. Oh, man, maybe it's not for me. Uh, Brendan, what about you? Looking forward uh, to it? Yeah, it's going to be good. I took Thursday and Friday off from work, and I'm going out there Thursday morning. And with the holiday tomorrow, I only have to work two days this week. So I'm, this, is, this is a great <laughs> week, hopefully. Um, That's exciting. And Yeah, I have a, it's been a couple of years since I've been to Vegas, so it'll be, it'll be nice. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I'm hoping this is a kind of a biannual thing that they're uh, planning to do, this whole modern weekend thing. Uh, you know, the thing I'm most looking forward to, since I won't be there, uh, is watching the uh, round-the-clock coverage uh, that Wizards has planned. Uh, there'll be live coverage from uh, Chiba, Japan, uh, starting out uh, on Friday night. Uh, and then uh, into Saturday, there'll be coverage from Utrecht in the Netherlands and coverage, of course, from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and then uh, all through the weekend, they'll be cycling that uh, coverage across both of their Twitch channels. So uh, for those of you who won't be making it to Vegas or for those of you who are going to be scouting out uh, the other 6,500 players for your friends, uh, make sure you tune into both Twitch channels, Magic and Magic 2. 
this weekend. I don't know why I do any of their advertising for them, but uh, it's not like they do any advertising. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I do want people to watch the coverage. Uh, I'm a big fan of this around the clock, 24 hour Grand Prix coverage idea. Um, I think it would be super exciting if we had more weekends where there was a Grand Prix in Asia Pacific, in Europe, and in North America. Uh, such that we could watch coverage of all three. But I digress. Modern Masters. You guys have both had an opportunity to uh, get your hands on it, draft it a little bit? Correct. What do yep. you think? It's It's been fun. Uh, it's definitely less of an on-rails draft format than, uh, than the original Modern Masters. Uh, you're not forced to... Uh, pick your archetypes super early, stick to it, and uh, hope that it is open the rest of the draft or find the open archetype, you know? You uh, you can generally draft the, the good cards in each color and uh, build a deck synergy be damned. Um, I don't know. I, I've had fun, even though I went 06. I drafted two green-black decks that I thought were pretty good with uh, four or five removal spells and some ramp ramp through the uh, Eldrazi spawn and some big dudes, including Kozilek, but uh, to no avail. I have won exactly one game of Modern Masters. Uh, uh, so what did you... I would suggest so, so doing the exact opposite of what I say. I was going to say, did you draft the same thing both times? Or? Yeah, I mean, it was... It was reading signals, right? I mean, you don't really have much of a much of a choice. You you get put into the colors that the person to your right uh, puts you in, and okay. uh, both times it was green, and uh, black was the supplementary color. Uh, I see. And yeah, is it I mean, just that? Is it is it? Do you think those colors are weak, and that's why you got forced into them? You or know, I, just... I I I can't I can't say that green's weak. Green seems like a pretty powerful color. But uh, the problem with green is there's literally no removal in the uh, color. Uh, fight didn't exist at the time right. that this Modern Masters set expands. Oh. Um, you right, BMAC? <laughs> uh, the, the Cavaliers just beat the Hawks in overtime. Oh, damn. The Hawks missed a, missed a three-pointer. They got two shots with like five seconds left. Uh, sorry, man. That's, That's how fine. people know we're doing this live. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, LeBron's going to get you. Yeah. Spoiler alert: the Cleveland is up three zero in the series. <laughs> two, two days earlier than you listened to this. Uh, but but if yeah. So next weekend to watch all the playoff games. <laughs> the Lightning also beat the Rangers. Uh, they did. Oh man, what a what a tragedy. Sorry, Rich. Anyway, ah, sports sorry. sports my, tragedy. My fiance was at that game. Yes. Sports tragedy all around. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So Modern Masters 2015 spans sets in which Green didn't have any fight-based removal. Right, fight wasn't right, a, right. Uh, yeah, a that's keyword. a that's definitely a problem. Um, and so there's not a single actual removal spell in Green, uh, Mono Green at least. Um, and so you had to really rely on a second color to provide you removal. And both times, I had a white enchantment, either Arrest or Oblivion Ring, that I had to splash. Um, because mm -hmm. of a lack of answers, and both times uh, black removal was shipped to me, so that was also a supplementary color. Um, and, and but the problem is, I, I've lost the flyers every single time because green doesn't have any removal, um, Oof. and the rest of the removal was just not uh, not enough because green also doesn't have any flyers. 
Anyway, so just don't draft uh, mono green, splashing other colors. <laughs> draft. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, I guess, unless you're ramping, right? What about you, uh, Brendan? Do you have any luck with green or against green or? Uh, well, I did have luck with green. Um, so I did a, one draft at a local store on Friday night, and I opened a noble hierarch to start the draft, which is that is luck with green. Yeah, it's like a card that's both one of the more valuable cards in the set and one of the better cards in the set. Yeah, yeah. So I took it, and then I ended up drafting green-white and kind of building a token deck. Um, and then in past, pack two, I opened a Tarmogoyf, <laughs> which is also green, and was surprisingly good. I wasn't even going to play it in my deck, and some friends were like, oh, you have to play it, and I was like, okay. And there's just, like, there's random tribal cards and evolving wilds and wayfarers bobbles and ways that unnatural are card types and plus there's so many artifacts anyway because of the me- the affinity and metalcraft decks that Tarmogoyf actually you know I had it up to be a 5-6 that was also getting exalted triggers off my noble hierarch so that's, people, uh, that's pretty solid yeah people were saying that I was playing a constructed deck and I was like well there's you know four or five good constructed cards but it's definitely true that green does not have removal white has incredible removal though yeah, like I had, I had an arrest, an oblivion ring, and a sun lance. Which sun lance is a sorcery. <laughs> I, yes, it is. I have to get used to the fact that I can't cast on my opponent's I think turn. People but it doesn't had that matter. Problem the first time around too. Yeah, but there's tons of good white removal and white green. The tokens are really strong. Yeah, uh, you can grind out decks that are attacking on the ground, like a lot of the artifact decks and a lot of the green decks, and even like red decks and black decks. Just you can make so many tokens between the, you know, all the spells like Spectral Procession and Scatter the Seeds, and then like the Eldrazi uh, spawn cards like like Kozilex Predator is just incredible. Like I actually I took a Kozilex Predator over an arrest in the draft because I was like I need creatures, and I did right. not regret it at all, and it was so good. Yeah, S- Scatter the Seeds was actually probably the most surprisingly powerful card. Uh, in yes. the decks that I played, uh, yeah, just right. being being able to convoke out three uh, saprlings that then convoke out the next scatter the seeds uh, is just is just really good. And then you play any of the anthem effects, and uh, you're great. Right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, a pretty interesting format so far. Um, do you think sealed will play out similarly? Uh, this weekend in Vegas? Yeah, so I played a sealed tournament yesterday. And uh, I had a pretty good blue-white artifacts deck. Like, I had all his dust. And I had the indomitable Archangel that gives all your artifacts shroud. Which was actually kind of annoying because I also had mortar pod and cranial plating. And then I would like realize, oh wait, my, all my artifacts have shroud, so I can only equip these things to my indomitable Archangel. Um, <laughs> and my opponent, of course, has Blinding Soul Eater, which is like the most oppressive common, I think, in the format, because you could just tap anything repeatedly. And it's a 1-3, so it's kind of hard to kill. And even if they tap out or they're not playing white, they can occasionally pay two life to do it. But overall, I thought Sealed was kind of similar to Draft. It's very... It's not like super bomby, but like one of my friends had a pool that had like 
bitter blossom and profane command and ant queen and like four burst lightnings or something. And so he just played this like four color deck where he was just jamming all of these ridiculously powerful cards and he won, he went five and zero oh and he won the whole thing. I think sure, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of just, there's since there's a decent amount of fixing in the set, there's going to be a lot of multicolor decks, Yeah, but there's also just like I played against, Normal archetypes like blue white artifacts, red white double strike, which was pretty annoying to play against. Um, speaking of the fix, speaking of the fixing in the format, what kind of impact do the uh, Ravnica lands have? They are they're so strong. Like I'm still getting used to it. Like I was wondering during the draft, there'd be points when they'd be like fourth pick, and I'd have a choice of a of a bounce land that was one of my colors or like a good spell. Uh, I usually took the good spell because I needed them for my deck, but I thought, you know, these bounce lands are so strong. And right. they definitely let you splash. Um, they're just card advantage. Yeah. yeah. The one risk you have to watch out for is if you're on the draw and you play a bounce land on turn two and you have to pick up your other land, you, have, you might have eight cards. Uh, right. right. And have right. to discard, which, which, you know, if, if you haven't played with the bounce lands before, you... You probably when you'll probably realize this when your opponent says, "Hey, you have eight cards," and you'll feel bad, especially since like you don't have lands at that point probably because you, I mean, maybe you didn't realize it, but you probably would have played another land, and so you're discarding a real spell. But they're really right. strong. And yeah, they were they were always very strong uh, in Ravnica drafting back when they were first printed. Uh, so I was I think. It's interesting to see a whole new generation, essentially, of Magic players get a chance to uh, get their hands on them because um, they were always very powerful. Um, obviously, in a multicolor format uh, like Ravnica, they're a little more powerful, but uh, they definitely carry their weight. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I think the sealed format has a chance of being better than the original Modern Masters sealed format. Um, because the archetypes are less um, less linear, less uh, set in stone. Right. Um, you know, the original Modern Masters was was very linear, and I, I remember my my deck from the original GP Vegas was some weird mishmash of a red white giants deck with red goblins in it, and okay. uh, there was absolutely no synergy. The cards didn't work together because they were designed to work in co two completely different decks. Mm. Um, and it's it did fine, but you know it was fighting itself a lot of the time, um, right? Because because those two like the goblins deck and the giants deck just don't cooperate very well. Mm. And uh, Modern Masters two seems to have avoided that problem a little better. You, you're not going to have a have a have trouble trying to mix um, archetypes because they're not tribal uh, like they were in the original. And, uh, you know, they're just a lot less linear. Like, there's no arcane um, storm archetype, you know? So you can take your red-blue cards and mix them in with any of the other uh, blue and red cards for the other archetypes and have a reasonable blue-red deck. Right. Yeah, like, I played against a blue-red deck in the sealed. There was also an artifact, you know, metalcraft deck. Um, and I played against another blue-red deck that was a bunch of elementals, and he was like cheating out mole drifters and spike bellows, and right, that was right. Kinda, that was difficult to play against. But yeah, there's a lot more flexibility in what you can do. It's being about creative combinations of cards, and I think they did a good job of 
like certainly with elementals, there are black and other colored elementals. Uh, there are, I don't know if there's any spirits in other colors, but there's probably one or two. Right. You know, there's, and just a lot of the stuff overlaps, like the green reddish deck or pretty much all the green decks have so much fixing available to, you know, there's the domain theme and Sky yeah, Reef don't forget the uh, don't forget the nameless inversion is a spirit. Yeah, nameless inversion is soul like shift. one of the awesome cards. Shift that right back to your yeah. hand. Yeah, there was a lot of sadness on the other side of tables when people were, you know, sacrificing their spirit, getting back their nameless inversion. Their opponents like, "What? How does that work?" <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing that's never going to happen again. Uh, tribal instant. Yeah, changeling. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it sounds like uh, it sounds like the you know because I remember when when the spoiler first came out, right? So we were we were all down in uh, Atlantic City just a few weeks ago uh, when the spoiler came out, uh, and I was driving down with uh, with Zach Barish, who was uh, distraught uh, to say the least about uh, about the spoilers. Uh, he was very concerned about. Uh, the lack of definition uh, of the limited format, uh, but it seems to me that uh, that 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 very thing that he was concerned about uh, might actually uh, be a strength of the format, um, and I think we'll see a lot of uh, diversity uh, in deck deck archetypes. Um, are you worried you won't get to draft it enough? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be more of this Modern Masters available. Than la I mean, there obviously is going to be more, but I think there's going to be enough more that if it turns out that it's a really deep and rewarding draft experience, that you know people can get some boxes and hopefully right. at least like among your friend group, you can all cobble together the money to be able to afford some of these boxes. It'll only be uh, it'll only be seven dollars a pack on Moto instead of ten, dude. Seven. Yeah, Seven digital dollars? Yeah, seven digital that's dollars. That's which you can uh, purchase for seven real dollars. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and open a Tarmogoyf that's not worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Only a... That's still worth something. Yeah, I mean, but, the, but, the way you uh, got to think about it, though, is the money that you're not making on opening that Tarmogoyf, you're basically paying Moto to keep track of its power and toughness for you. Because you, you don't you don't have to keep yeah. track of it. Yeah, I That's... had my at one point I put a plus one plus one counter on my Tarmogoyf, and I was also using a die to oh, mark its size. So I'm like, okay, this die shows how much its power is, and then this is the plus one plus one counters. <laughs> that was gross. Yeah, have have you? I'm sure you guys have seen the uh, Tarmogoyf uh, dice. Yeah, that have the like the fractions on them. Yeah. Yeah. The card should just update itself. Come on. Right. It's the 21st century. Why not? Uh, <laughs> well, the one thing you definitely won't get with Moto, though, is uh, you won't get that new cardboard pack smell. Uh, <laughs> what do, do the cardboard packs have new pack smell? I mean, I, what is new pack smell? Is new pack smell the smell of magic cards, or is it the smell of the plastic... <laughs> The foil wrapping. Uh, it's it's something. It is it is yes one of those things. Or is it all, all just of, in our mind? Possibly all those things. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> notice 
it did feel like the cards have a little slicker feel, sort of like the foreign cards. Mm. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> it could also be that I just haven't handled a lot of fresh cards in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably all those counterfeits. And you guys yeah. didn't have uh, any uh, have any defect packs yet, right? You mean missing rares, that kind of stuff? Um, no, the da- so there have been reports of packs that have been uh, have damaged cards in them. Um, yeah, I I didn't see any that were really bad. Like the noble t- the no- noble hierarch I got had a little fleck along the black border on one of the sides, but you know that I mean that happens in all packs sometimes. Maybe it's right, more right, right. There. But I didn't see any like people were talking about just much worse damage. But oh yeah, yeah. I people have been people have been uh, reporting pretty drastic damage. I've seen some print runs where parts of the uh, cards are stained white or something. Um, but but also uh, one of the big ones I saw was a uh, report. Of course, I saw this one on Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt. But a report coming out from Florida. Uh, that because of the humidity, um, the cardboard packaging let in more uh, moisture uh, than the plastic packaging would, and packs were being opened uh, where the foils were, I guess, pre-warped for you. Uh, it's a new little feature. Yeah. I mean, we uh, we opened a pack, what was it, yesterday? And uh, so it was. this was pack one, so it was passed to me. I think I was getting fourth pick out of this pack. And uh, I flip to the back, and I see Ulamog's Crusher into Kozilek into uh, Foil Spaghetti Monster. Um, what? And uh, the Foil Spaghetti Monster looked great. I like I've you know some of, some of the cards have been nicked, you know, but who knows if that was uh, right. happened before or after it got in the cardboard? Who knows? Um, but yeah, it looked, it looked absolutely beautiful. And, uh, of course I had to pass it because we were rare drafting afterwards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, uh, the person who opened it was Kadar and he, he just couldn't stop laughing and then he passed it and the next person couldn't stop laughing and then they passed it. And then I understood why they couldn't stop laughing because it was that just is like great. all the elder all the time. Yeah. That is Kozilek I think is pretty good. Yeah. Um, getting to 10 is so hard. If you don't have the the appropriate uh, Eldrazi spawn, yeah, I think you can get to ten. I don't think you're going to catch Emrakul, but <laughs> but you got like, to have, have a game go. Pre- I feel like if you want, if you draft Emrakul, you almost have to play a control deck, not a ramp deck. Yeah, yeah. I tried playing. I had a deck. I don't know if it was a Rise of Eldrazi draft or if it was a Cube draft, but I had Emrakul in Awakening Zone, mm. and I tried to like build up enough. <laughs> counters to, and i ended up always having to block with them in order to survive and so it did like help me get to the point where i could cast emerald but i think i won at the point that i had 14 mana <laughs> and the game was like i was two-thirds <laughs> of the way through my deck and it was i was like okay there's unless you're making a bunch of extra mana somehow there's no way you're casting emerald yeah right. i think honestly the best big creature to cast in this format is palaka worm uh ulamog's crusher has been super underwhelming um, Kozilek is a mythic, uh, Spaghetti Monster is a mythic, um, even cooler when it's a foil mythic, but it's, you know, still a mythic. But Palaka Worm's an uncommon, and Palaka Worm does something when it enters the battlefield, gains seven life. 
and it does something when it leaves the battlefield. It draws you a card. Well, it has to die, I guess. But uh, right. and it has trample, which is uh, very good, and it only costs seven. Um, yep. I've cast uh, three of those cards, not uh, the Emrakul that I passed. Um, and Palaka Worm was the one that performed the best out of all of them. And uh, so I think the other Eldrazi might just be traps. I think you should take the first Palaka Worm you see and uh, just run. Run with it. Yeah, there are not very many big creatures in this format. There's a lot of chump blockers and tokens and a lot of the strategies involve making, you know, lots of smaller creatures, but there's very few just big green creatures. And Palaka weren't like the only real one, other than like Ulamog's Crusher and stuff that's available in mm. lower rarities. And it would be very good. Trample, very good in this set. Yeah, tra I mean, Trample is always good. Any kind of evasion, yeah. right? It's the basic. I mean. As exciting as the format is and as complex as the interactions are going to be, um, you know, the basic tenets of good limited play aren't changing. Um, you know, you're always going to want flyers, you're always going to want tramplers, you're going to want a strong curve, right? So Emrakul doesn't really fit in any of those uh, <laughs> unless you're going to somehow build a, a crazy combo deck. Um, get but, like five uh, cathodions or something. Right, exactly. Uh, or, or or you got some. You got seven Karoo lands, uh, yeah. and and some way to cheat them into play or something. Yeah, I mean, I if know. you have seven Karoo lands, you're just gonna be you're just gonna end up bouncing your Karoo land, and then you're screwed. Right. Well, here's how you how you play Emrakul. You get a Primeval Titan, and you attack like four times a bit. <laughs> and then when your opponent oh, right. is somehow still alive, then you cast Pr Emrakul. Prime time into your bounce lands. Yeah, I think ultimately Emrakul is going to serve as the card that you get to show your opponent was really cool and in your sideboard. <laughs> so. Yeah, if your I guess could, so. Like, if there was a spell that's like, look at your opponent's sideboard and put a card from it on top of your opponent's deck... They would do that. They would always give you Emrakul. And then they would, like, especially if you have a Dark Confidant in play. <laughs> yeah, you get extra points if you can, like, LSV, lose to your Dark Confidant flipping your Emrakul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope it happens on camera is all I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying. Yes, there's That's also Oblivion Ring in this set, so... If he can, if he can get three Oblivion Rings going, <laughs> he can relive his greatest moments. Oh man, just draw the game. <laughs> crash Why Moto, not, right? crash real life. Well, I think we've exhausted Modern Masters uh, until we actually get some results from the Grand Prix. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, the set has been uh, kind of a. Uh, from the spoilers being a bit disappointing to now the format seems more exciting than it could be uh, but still uh, I think I, I want there to be a Modern Masters again in two years but I think Wizards has more to learn from this one uh, even than they did from the first uh, so that said uh, before we sign off, final thoughts uh, if you could make any one key change uh, to Modern Masters uh, going forwards, right? So let's just say Modern Masters 2017. Uh, what do you think 
uh, a big a change you would want to make for two years from now would be, uh, Dave? Um, well, I think the biggest change that I, I'm looking forward to, which will obviously happen, is they're going to expand the reach or the, the uh, number of sets that are included in the card pool for Modern Masters. Because uh, one thing that surprised me, but it, it makes sense, is like green is stuck in the old way that green was. Right. Uh, and the lack of removal is, is kind of surprising, but makes sense because it, green never had the ability to really remove anything outside of cards that really didn't fit in green's color pie. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to a few more uh, recent sets being added added to the uh, right. to the card pool, so that the colors it so what, kind what of follows, feel more modern. What follows a uh, scars block that would get added? Oh, uh, nothing. Scar. Nothing in particular. Nothing good. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing good. No, nah, nothing in particular. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if there's a specific green card you're oh. hoping to get. Prey upon sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, right. I mean, spider spawning? Spider spawning seems pretty sweet. <laughs> um, and Brendan, what about you? What are you most looking forward to, or what would you most want to change uh, um, two years from now? Well, I hope that they keep doing what they have been doing, which is like dig up neat little limited archetypes and mechanics from old sets so that you, it's almost like a specialty cube in the sense that, you know, here. Like, I've never drafted Kamigawa block before, but, you know, you've heard, oh, the Soul Shift deck is just a lot of fun, and now you have a chance to play that here. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of that. But right. I hope there's, like, not, like, the next time they make Modern Masters, I hope it isn't white-blue is artifacts, you know? Red-green is domain, you know? Some of them are just kind of repetitive. Yeah. And I hope that they can do more to do things. Like, the interaction between Graft and Proliferate in the and also Wither and some of the all the way they're using the plus one and the minus one minus one counters is really neat, and I they can do a lot of cool stuff with that where you know they have mechanics from different sets that are playing in the same area, and do cool stuff, and hopefully they won't they'll stop making red black be here's a stupid aggro deck that isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> just wait yeah, till just wait till Dash gets makes it into Modern Masters, then red black will be good. Dash, yeah. oh my god, that's a few unleash. Years Unleash will be in the next one. Oh, you, hopefully they will re recreate one of the best feelings in Limited ever, which is your opponent plays that, I don't even know what it was called, it was a 1-2 Death Toucher that had Unleash, and so you'd make it a 2-3 Death Toucher that couldn't block, and then you cast Stab Wound on it. <laughs> and they just sit there and cry. Wow. And they're like, I'll attack you with my 0-1. <laughs> like, I won't block. <laughs> like Maybe they'll block. That's a feel-good moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next modern masters should have sweet cards from Innistrad and Return to Ravnica, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe some uh, Snapcaster, some Liliana. Uh, you know, there's so many great cards from those sets that uh, I, you know, it might two years from now it might be time. Uh, uh, you know, so two two years from now it'll be 2017, uh, and it will be ten years since. Uh, Everybody should have opened more Tarmogoyfs in Future Sight. Uh, so maybe it'll be time to uh, bump him down to rare and uh, knock his price down once and for all. Could uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe it'll be time for them um, to reprint Delver of Secrets and make a bunch of new flip, make a bunch of flip cards and. Yeah, transform the. Uh, 
uh, maybe they can. Maybe they'll make a bunch of the Kamigawa transform cards with double-sided cards. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, but uh, anyway, so Modern Masters Weekend is coming up. Uh, make sure you watch the coverage so Wizards knows uh, that a they're terrible at coverage and b that people want to watch it. Uh, anyways, it'll be 24-hour coverage, so no matter what your sleep cycle is, tune in this weekend. Uh, BMAC and Dave will both be there competing. Uh, I will be watching and cheering on. Um, Matt will be there. Hunter will be there. Most of the staff will be there. Uh, plenty of members of the community, our community, your community, every community will be there. Uh, do not miss out on on Modern Esther's weekend. Yeah, and if, uh, uh, and, if we uh, see you down there, uh, find one of the uh, one of the hipsters, and we're gonna have some pretty sweet Modern Masters tokens. Uh, yes, Matt Matt Jones did some really really good watercolors, and uh, we got them printed on some uh, business cards, and they're uh, they're absolutely beautiful. You are gonna want to use these tokens for your. We've got Eldrazi spawn, and we've got uh, soldier tokens. Yep. And we've got uh, what else? Where are the other two germs token? germ and, tokens? Um, Eldrazi spawn. Yeah, Eldrazi spawn. Uh, uh, soldier. Soldier, and I'm totally blanking on beast. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, it was one of the one of the common tokens. Uh, germs. Oh, spirit. No. Spirit. No. What yeah, it was was it spirit. Well, anyways, uh, yes, it was. It was because it was Club Mate. <laughs> oh, right, it was. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so if you if you got those, if you if you need those tokens for your deck, make sure you track down one of the uh, hipsters of the coast writers. You can tweet at us uh, at hotc blog, uh, and we will help you uh, track one of the writers down uh, and grab some sweet tokens uh, at in Vegas to use with your decks, and. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep on plugging uh, our stuff until my Twitch stream turns itself off, uh, right? Because it'll it'll eventually just get sick of hearing me talk. Hey Guardians, thanks for tuning in to the Doom Travelers podcast. You can find more at doomtravelers.com or follow at Doom Travelers on Twitter for show updates and other nonsense. Make sure to subscribe to Hipsters TV on YouTube for videos of our previous episodes. And don't forget that you can find audio-only versions of the Doom Travelers podcast on iTunes. For your host, Rich Stein, and Matt the Obliterator Jones, I'm David Bones McCoy. See you next time. Now